Jazzcast Pros. Today's episode is traveling with friends. So, you know, we have talked about relationships um, with self, um, with food, with our surroundings, work, work life balance. And I haven't really touched on friends yet. And this is, we're going to spend a little time in this space because I'm traveling with a close friend of mine. We're going to India, which not going to lie, India was not on my list of places I wanted to travel to, but we're going for a wedding and I'm all about Indian weddings. So I'm going to India. So, and so what I want to do is give you a couple of tips, pointers, and hacks that I've used in planning this trip and in making sure that we have a friendship to come back to after the trip. You have probably seen the reels of girls trips gone bad and they ain't got no business fighting the way they're fighting. Neither one of us are fighters. I mean, don't push me. But generally speaking, we are both easygoing folks and saying yes to her was easy. What I needed to do, though, and what I've done in these last couple of months, because we've been planning this for a while, is I've begun to prepare myself to be away from home, to be away from help, to be away from any of the things that I would ordinarily need and come back healthy. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high-quality recordings regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. Welcome to Healthy Illness Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Marie, and this is a podcast all about helping you build healthier relationships while living with mental health conditions. Today's episode is all about relationships with friends. It's going to be good. Like, subscribe, share all of the things. Check out Jazzcast Pros Network. Not just Healthy Illness Podcast, but all of the podcasts on the network are absolutely amazing. And I'm just incredibly excited and honored to be a part of the work that's happening on Jazzcast Pros Network. To that point, we're coming up on our 100th episode. The countdown has begun. We are just a couple episodes away from 100. And Jazz and I got some stuff planned for the 100th episode. So if you do not get the updates, right? If you are not signed up on the Front Seat Life website, which is frontseatlife.com to get updates about the podcast, about the work we're doing, head over there. Throw your email into the web form, and that way I can keep you in the loop of all the things that are happening. I also would love to hear from you. Feel free to email me at frontseatlife at gmail.com. And big shout out to Deetra, Deetra Trueheart. Um, she is doing a 21 Days of Prayer event in the evening times. And I was one of her guest speakers for her New Year New Prayer series. Incredible human being. Deetra has been on the show. So shout out to Deetra. Thank you for including me on your journey. It's been um, wonderful to call you friend. And so... 
my girlfriend and I, she is friends with the bride and she got an invite to go with a plus one. So she called me up and was like, hey, you want to go to India to this wedding? Bet. Let's do it. You know, I love to travel. If you've been here with me for a while, you know, I travel to Mexico by myself. Uh, my first international travel trip, a solo international travel trip. I traveled to East Coast in the Maryland area by myself on my first solo vacation. I usually travel with someone and you can't travel with everybody. And so it's tough because not everybody wants to go where you want to go. So how do you begin to live the life you want? How do I begin to live the life I want and not have to always have somebody with me? So check out those episodes if you like. But traveling with friends, man, this is going to be interesting. We're two very different people. We love each other very much. We've been friends for years. And, you know, she is like task oriented, super like money saver. But we have a lot in common, you know, our our love of, of self-care, of the healing journey, of giving, of being involved in the community, being active in our our neighborhoods and our communities. And she's just an all-around great person. And so I didn't say yes lightly. It wasn't like just any old friend said, hey, do you want to travel? Hey, do you want to go to India? Because I would have said no. Like, I know me enough to know if I'm going somewhere to show up with a person every day, like, ah, the right Kelly needs to be there. So the right Kelly is not going to be there depending upon the person I'm traveling with. And so I was really excited because I really feel like we're going to get along great. And so this trip for me is a way to to test all the tools in the toolbox. We're traveling because we're traveling for a wedding. The wedding party is making sure that our transportation is set. They're going to take us out to like Taj Mahal and the Lotus Garden and to a couple markets and things like that. So I don't have to worry about that part of the travel. Like, what are we going to do for fun? What are we like? I don't have to worry about that part. It gives me the freedom to go and just be and show up in a very different place than what I'm used to. The town we're going to is fairly Western. And I don't even like using that word, but it's it's still not home, right? It, it, it's not a isolated or, or even insulated location. Like we're in the middle of a, a city. So it's not like... For example, when I went to Mexico, I stayed at a resort, right? Like it was enclosed. I still got to experience some of the, I'll say, benefits of being out of the country, but it was still a very resort vacation-y type of experience. The same is true of my trip down the East Coast to the Maryland DMV area. It was a very touristy town that I stayed in. And so it was easy to navigate, right? The place is set up for tourists to come and be. And so this place is not set up that way to some degree. But this is the next step in being able to live independently in a, in a way that I love, in a way that allows me to be the light across the globe. And I, I just am going through this process of preparing to travel on this trip. In this episode of Healthy Illness Podcast, I am going to go through my process for ensuring that the trip is as low stress 
as possible through preparation and, and through understanding where I'm going, what the culture is like, what I can expect when I get there. So I'm sharing that with you. And also, you know, how to, again, make sure that I have a friendship to come back to when we get back to the U.S. So traveling with friends. My goal in this particular trip is to make sure that I leave here and come back healthy. I mean, also to have fun and enjoy the wedding and blah, blah, blah. All, yes, all that. But overarching goal of the trip is to make sure that I leave and come back healthy. That is different than, say, me traveling to New York or even traveling out to L.A. when we went to the Jill Scott concert at the Hollywood Bowl last year. There is a different level of preparation that you need when you're leaving the country, a different level of preparation when you're leaving the country for a long period of time. And a week is not necessarily that long. And living in Buffalo, New York, I could walk to Canada before I can walk to Rochester or Pennsylvania, right? Like Canada is another country and you can see it from where many people live in Buffalo. And so that is technically international travel. But for a lot of us that live in the area, you know, you just take your passport card and, and go on over the bridge. So I'm not including trips to like a neighboring country because the, the life is is really similar there than it is here for us in Western New York, Buffalo area. So, and even when I look at my international trips to South Africa and bringing up Mexico again, Jamaica, like being in those places, they're different because I'm going to touristy places. South Africa was mission driven, but we traveled as a small group. It was three of us, but we landed amongst people that were like family. And so we had amenities with them that, you know, you know, we stayed in the hotel that if we needed anything, if we needed transportation, if we had a medical emergency, if we needed food, or if anything came up, they were there for us. This is a little bit different in that while we're going to share an incredible experience in watching and participating in the wedding of two beautiful folks, this is their wedding, right? So it's not like we're going for a family reunion or we're going for vacation. They're busy with wedding stuff. And so if in case of emergency, something happens, yes, they're there, right? But a lot of the in and outs of the, the couple days that we have to ourselves on the, the front end and back end of the wedding, those are, are up to us to to manage. And so there are a lot of considerations that for me, were important to make sure that I keep my stress level low and am able to manage. Now, India is known and India is perceived as, you know, like the, the mindfulness capital of the world, you know, eat, pray, love, among other religious quests, uh, spiritual journeys that people have gone on to the area and we were on a call the other night and the groom was like, yeah, I don't know why people come here for that. Cause that's not really what life is like here, you know, generally speaking. And so I, I think oftentimes tourists get lost in the otherness of being in a place. And so this trip, I don't want to be lost in the otherness. I want to be as immersive as possible and and just experience, be present. So I will keep you up to date on the trip. Hopefully I'll be able to record from there. We're planning on recording from, from India. And so 
fingers crossed we'll be able to do that. Not, I mean, just by way of, will I find a quiet space and will I remember to actually sit down and record? Because I might not just keeping it around. Okay. I'm going to give you three, just three, three takeaways for planning and managing traveling with friends. I'm totally interested in your girl's trip, your guy's trip, what your friend's trip looks like and how you navigated that space. My girlfriend and I are a lot alike. We are older and settled and kind of see life in similar ways. So I'm looking forward to this experience with her. And I came up with these three things to ensure that I leave and come back healthy and also leave, come back healthy with my friend, right? Like I, w- I want to make sure that we are still friends after this trip, but like not to my detriment at the same time. And so I'm sharing that because that's the unspoken piece. I believe that that's the unspoken piece. And most folks won't share that with you, right? They just, they will leave that piece out of it or will be afraid to to even say that or to dance around it. Like it is what it is. I'm not this is still a me first. And for her, it should be a you first. Like we're here for each other, but at no point should either one of us, and this it goes back to, you know, traveling with friends, should either one of us, because we pay to be there, right? Like we, this is not like a, hey girl, travel on my dime. This is still a trip that we we are both monetarily invested in. We are both invested in our time in. And so, you know, I want to make sure that we both go and have a good experience. So these three things that I came up with really take this whole process and put a bow on it. The first really is to decide, is it worth it? Right? Like have that serious conversation with yourself and even with your friends. Like, is this trip worth our friendship? Because living with people, there's no escape route, right? Like you are, if you're sharing your room, if you have predetermined events, does one person need a schedule? Does the other person like to just, you know, go out there and, and see what happens, right? Like you have to consider who you are as a person and who that person is that you're traveling with. If it's a larger group, what are the group dynamics, right? Who gets along with who? Is the one person that nobody really likes coming? Because that messes up the dynamic. Who's going to be with that person? Are all of you drinkers and one person is always sober and it's like, eh, they are always dragging us down? Or vice versa, do you have the one drunkard friend and you all are responsible for carrying that person back to the room every night, right? Like, is the trip worth it? If the answer is no, well, then you get to go. Like, you you have your answer. The answer is no. For me, this trip was worth it because we get to participate and be, you know, in an Indian wedding. And I really love the person that I'm traveling with. And so going through those steps, like, at no point did I think that our friendship would be in jeopardy after this trip. I still don't think that our friendship will be in jeopardy after this trip, which is why I'm preparing to the extent that I'm preparing to ensure that I can still be me. I can still show up as Kelly stress-free versus anxiety setting in because I forgot something or needed something and, you know, I need ibuprofen and can I, where can I get ibuprofen? Like some of small things, right, that can impede and change the whole dynamic and trajectory of a trip. So once you know, is it worth it? The answer is yes, it's worth it. We're going to go on this trip or we saved up for this trip. It's somebody's birthday. It's whatever, like we're planning, we're celebrating, whatever the case may be, if it's worth it. 
my next step was to exercise wisdom, exercise wisdom in planning, right? Think about who that person is you're traveling with. And it's okay to, to have two different types of, of people on a trip. You just have to, to walk into that with wisdom. You can't just assume that that person is going to change and do everything you want to do because it's not, that's not how friendships work. And so what, what does it mean to your friendship? What does it mean to you in being in this place for whatever set amount of time you're traveling and come back and still have that friendship? Right. So exercise wisdom, exercise wisdom in planning, exercise wisdom when you're there. Like, where are you going? Is it safe for you to travel alone? Can you travel in groups? Like, it's okay. And you need to have those tough conversations. I think we get caught up in trying to be too nice sometimes, both to our friends and and folks we're traveling with. And when we travel to a place, like, I'm not going to go and be that American, right? But at no point am I going to put myself in danger. However, I understand the place in which I'm traveling to. And so I know to exercise caution in certain ways. When you exercise wisdom, you do your research. What environment are you traveling into? What are the customs like? What clothes should I wear? Like, you know, how should I dress? How do I need to carry myself? What should I not bring? What do I need to make sure I have on me? And so all of that in exercising wisdom leads me to our third tip, trick, life hack for traveling with friends, and it's to make lists. And so you might think, well, yeah, you know, I'm going to make a list of clothes I need and, you know, like make sure I got all my shoes and accessories. And yes, do those things. Yes, make, make a list of the clothes you need. And especially for me in this case, because we have four wedding ceremonies or events, I need to have four outfits just for the wedding. And then I need to have regular clothes to wear the other days. There's one day where there's two ceremonies. So that's two outfits for one day, which is cool. But Friday, there is a ceremony in the evening. And so we will in the evening. And so I need clothes during the day and then change into, you know, the evening wear. And so I, I have lists. I have, yes, a list of clothes. I have a list of accessories. I have a list of documents that I need to take with me. We needed an e-visa to travel to India. And so I did that. I have a printed copy of that. I have it saved on my phone as well as a screenshot. I have my passport. I have a picture of my passport on my phone. I have my, what other papers do I have? I also, so I have my passport, but also back stateside because my last name is different on my passport than it is on my credit cards. So I have my paperwork that explains the last name change because I was not paying for another passport until it was time to get it renewed. So uh, I travel under my former name. So that is like my, my list of documents. I have a list of what to carry on me. So like on my on my person is the name of that list. And so that is my document. So go to the document list for all the documents that you need to carry on your person. But also my headphones, my hearing aids, my hearing aid batteries. Yes, I have hearing aids and headphones. My earbuds. So I have over the ear headphones. I have earbuds that I don't use with the hearing aids. I take the hearing aids out and then use the earbuds. And then the hearing aids, hearing aid batteries. I have those three types of listening devices because I never want to be in a position where I can't tune out. I need to, I need to be, 
for my health and for the health of others, right? I need to be able to just be someplace else. So I have my, on my person, my charger, my wireless brick charger. Also, my cords are on me. I have my sleeping mask on me. I have my, the mask mask, the KN95 masks. I have my travel um, neck thing. So all of those are on a list. Those are things that some people might be like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't need a list. And if you don't listen, God bless you. Cause I, I just, I can't function that way. And again, I'll say how I traveled to New York and even, you know, LA, DMV, Atlanta, like how I traveled to those places, Denver locally, like it, it doesn't it's different. Those places, I usually pack the night before. I kind of think about what I'm going to take to make sure everything's ready. But uh, the day before travel, I tend to get a little anxious. And so I, instead of laying in the bed with my eyes open, I use that time to pack. It is not an over-anxiousness, but it's like an inability to sleep. And so again, instead of sitting up all night with nothing to do, I use that time to pack. Because of the length of this trip and because of how far away I'm going, I can't be in a position to wait until the last minute, right? I needed four wedding outfits. I had to order some, had to prepare some others, right? It required me to get ready earlier, exercising wisdom, right? Like, what do you need in order to prepare for this trip? And so I've been packing. Uh, I started packing about two weeks out books, that kind of thing. Like I can grab that. So I, I don't, I don't need that on my list because that's like ancillary miscellaneous stuff. I could just grab if I remember, or I could just buy a book if I want to read something when I get to one of the airports. I have a list of medications that I need to make sure I take with me. I told you about being on Ozempic. So I had to figure that piece out. Exercising wisdom. Is that a medication that I need to travel with? How do I go about doing that? And so my concern with traveling with Ozempic is I don't know nothing about these streets, right? Like I just don't. And so I don't want to be in a position where I lose the medication and can't take it. So what I decided to do was to delay my dose one day. And then when I come back, when, by the time I come back, I'll be a day past that, that last dose. So instead of having a two-day delay, I'm going to delay taking the medication for a day, which is fine because Olympic has to build up in your system. And you should take it within 24 hours of your scheduled date. And it might even be 48, but we're going with 24. So I usually take it on Sunday. I'm going to take it Monday morning, right before I head out. We come back that Tuesday. And so when I get back home Tuesday, I'll take it again. So I had to work that out. That might have been easy for you to just say, oh, I'll just wait or whatever. I'll take it with me and keep it on. Like, however your list needs to work or your process needs to work is how your process needs to work. But my daily medication, I take vitamin, like all that stuff. I need to, I need a list. I need a modium. I need Pepto. I need a stool softener. What else? That's pretty much it on the meds list. Ibuprofen, Tylenol. I may even get some cold medicine just to be on the safe side with travel. Like, you know, the air pressure is different. The weather is warm, much warmer than here, but it's not hot there. And so it's about a 30 degree difference. So I'm okay with the temperature difference. However, I think I'm going to add to my list. So thank you for being here with me today. Uh, I'm going to add some cold medicine in case I need that to address any symptoms from, from travel. And then snacks. Listen, I need snacks in my life. I don't believe in hotel snacks. So I will go to the grocery store and grab a couple of bars and, and things and pack them in my luggage. Make sure that it's not 
some wild, you know, illegal snack and it gets confiscated and I end up doing jail time in India for, you know, bringing in some banned substance that should be banned in America, but isn't. And so I, that's always a part of my, not always, usually a part of my long distance travel is to make sure I have some snacks in my carry, in my check bag. The other thing that I do is I very rarely have a carry-on. I will have a carry-on with me today because I will probably buy stuff there and need to get it all back. But I don't carry on luggage anymore because of my back surgery and I don't want to have to lift and try and get luggage into um, the overhead bin. And so I just check my bags now. There is a cost, right? But even with that, I signed up for a credit card with one of the airlines that I generally fly that airline regularly. So I start there first always. And a part of the deal with that is you always get a check bag with your luggage and also for anyone you book a, a flight with. So if we were flying on this particular airline for our trip, we would have gotten luggage booked for free. Well, it's not for free. I'm paying for net interest rate. But anyways... So there are tips and tricks out there that you can use when it comes to travel to be able to minimize the physical toll, you know, transferring between terminals and planes. And I'm not trying to carry all that shit around. I just, I want to get there. I want to get there with minimal, with minimal fuss and just have my bags meet me when I get there. So bags will be checked. I am carrying a travel, a carry on, but it really will be mostly empty. It will be empty except for all of the things that I just told you would be on my person, which would be like in a bag anyways. So those are the three. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today. Ways in which I'm managing my relationship with my close friend on this trip to India and preparing for the trip to India and we haven't gotten there yet. So, but when we get there managing space and expectations, when we get there, um, so is it worth it, right? Is this trip worth it? That's a conversation that you have to have with yourself, that you have to have with the people or person that you're traveling with to make sure you all are on the same page. What's the agenda going to be like? Like who's going, why are we going? What's the budget? Is You know, there are questions that you need to ask to determine, is it all worth it? So is it worth it? If it's yes, then exercise wisdom. That's step two and step four. Exercise wisdom in your planning and exercise wisdom in the actual trip itself. And then your third step is make lists. I make lists for this trip, for everything in a way that I don't make lists when I'm traveling, you know, domestically. I hope that helps you. If you have your own lists or own steps, I would love to hear about them. Let me know how you travel with friends, how you make that decision, if it is worth it or not. A big shout out to Jazz, the Jazzcast Pros Network, and all the podcasters that are in this podcasting life with me. Until next time, Happy New Year and be the light.